What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Sports Formation Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Serra, coming at you with a Week 11 trade deadline special. Uh, it is currently Sunday morning, the 21st of November, uh, coming to you before the 1 o'clock games. Just going to wrap up a little bit of the trade deadline, kind of give you some headlines as to the, the moves that were made and where we currently sit in our standings today. Um, and then we'll look at some of the quick matchups heading into week 11. Um, going to be a big week this week, especially because we are all two games of separation between us with the first place team being six and four and the last place team being four and six. So, uh, a lot of movement can happen this week, big, important week for a lot of people. So, uh, I will dive into the trade deadline stuff now, um, and best of luck to everybody this week. Let me just start by saying, I think this is the closest I've ever seen our fantasy league uh, this late into the season. Uh, I alluded to it earlier. Uh, six and four team is the number one seed and a four and six team is the 12 seed right now, which is just crazy uh, to be in week 11 and have separation from the first and last place team being just two games. Uh, kind of feels like any team can compete right now. And we definitely saw that heading into the trade deadline. Uh, I don't know if I've seen this many trades happen in our league before. Um, maybe in any league I've ever been in, but there was just a flurry of trades this past week heading into yesterday's trade deadline. So um, I'm not going to dive into every trade that was made this year because there were a lot of them. Um, I kind of cut it off at the November trades. So I will break down some of the November trades for you guys just to give you a quick recap. Um, and you can kind of formulate your decisions on who you think is going for it, who, you know, has kind of mailed it in. But um, so I will break that down for you now. We'll get started with the first trade that happened in November, which was between Coach and Fire Nation. Coach sends Travis Kelsey and his 11th round pick next year to the Fire Nation for Jalen Waddell and his third round pick next year. So obviously coach uh, trying to make it known that he's uh, trying to sell off some of his guys for draft capital next year. Um, you know, and especially with the teams being all even right now, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks to see how it shakes out. Uh, Fire Nation rarely, rarely does this, rarely gives up high value picks, but uh, as we know, he's always in the competition to to win one. So adding Travis Kelsey is never really a bad idea. Um, moving on, the next trade we had was Steve the Pirate sending Brandon Ayuk to Fire Nation for Adrian Peterson. Um, one of the smaller deals here, but still, um, you know, it's good to see some movement there. Um, next trade to break down would be uh, balls to the Waller and Jordan 9697. So Jordan 9697 sends Hunter Henry uh, and his eighth round pick to Balls to the Waller for Devonta Smith and his 12th round pick. So good trade there for both. I believe right when it happened, Hunter Henry ended up having a big day uh, for Balls to the Waller. Um, and same with Devontae Smith. He had a couple big weeks for Dylan back-to-back. -back. So, um, And we'll get into what what Dylan did with Devontae Smith uh, this past week in a little bit. 
Um, a big trade between Coach and Jordan 96-97 followed that one. Uh, Dylan just stays active. I don't know if you guys realize that, but he will always be uh, uh, in the market. I don't know if he's got a beer in his hand when he does it. I can almost guarantee he does. But uh, regardless, I love it for the league. So uh, unless he's trading with Kyle, then I hate it because, you know, that, that brings its own uh, bag of worms. But uh, we'll move on from that. So in this trade, uh, Coach sends Mike Evans, Melvin Gordon, his 13th and 14th round picks to Jordan 96-97. And in return, he gets Darnell Mooney, Kirk Cousins, Jordan 96-97's third round pick, and his 10th round pick. So just to reiterate, Mike Evans, Melvin Gordon, a 13 and a 14 for Mooney, Cousins, a 3 and a 10. Uh, seems like, you know, Jordan 96-97 paid up there for Melvin Gordon and Mike Evans, but Hey, sometimes that's the price you pay for, for two starters, especially when you're trying to go for it. So um, moving on from there, we see Lamb Chops get in the mix. Lamb Chops and Balls to the Waller make a quick trade. Uh, Jamie finally decides to trade one of his two top-tier quarterbacks between Josh Allen and Tom Brady, and he sends Tom Brady and his 12th round pick to Balls to the Waller in exchange for Carson Wentz and a seventh round pick. So good value there that Jamie takes back and balls to the waller, solves their quarterback problem, doesn't have to start Ryan Tannehill anymore, and brings in the GOAT Tom Brady. Moving on from there, we get into this past week. So this is where the flurry and onslaught of trades started coming in, and it really started and snowballed from here, but it started with Coach and Wild Boy Nation, uh, coach sends Cordero Patterson and Jarvis Landry plus his seventh round pick next year to Wild Boy Nation in exchange for Tyreek Hill and his 16th round pick next year. So obviously, uh, Coach is a little undecided as to what he wants to do. Is he preparing for next year? Or is he going for it this year? Um, I don't know myself. So we, we'll just kind of see how it plays out. Um Moving on from there, we had a trade between Wild Boy Nation again, uh, and Return of the Mac gets involved. Uh, I know he always has a lot of talks with people, likes to uh, degrade people in the comments section, but that's just kind of who he is. You know, it, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we love him anyway, but but he's going to be the guy to, to provide a couple of zingers here and there. Him and uh, actually his trade partner here too, Mike Yates. Um, so getting into the trade, Michael Yates sends... Najee Harris, his 14th and 15th round pick to return of the Mac in exchange for Miles Gaskin and a three and a six. So Wild Boy Nation obviously turning his head to 2022 and return of the Mac. Um, you know, it kind of seemed like they had to do this. They, they made some trades earlier in the year. I know he traded up pretty heavily um, to acquire Kyler Murray. Um, Obviously, that, that really hasn't worked out over the last few weeks, especially with him being injured. It looks like he's going to miss another week this week, and they're on bye next week. So kind of tough sledding there at the quarterback position for a turn in the MAC. But with it being so close, um, you know, maybe he can hold it together in time for Kyler to come back, and obviously adding Najee Harris is going to help. Um, next trade we had was the infamous uh, – Two GMs working together here, uh, Kyle Ward and Dylan LaForce. 
Dylan sends Devontae Smith, Devonta Smith, I apologize, and his 16th round pick to Bishop Sycamore football in exchange for a fourth round pick. So good value Dylan gets in return there, and I'll dive into that in a little bit. Um, obviously, Bishop Sycamore football gets Devonta Smith, who has been balling this year and will probably be a legitimate keeper candidate next year. Um, Jordan 96-97 stays involved here, hitting up the phone of Jamie Blank, and they decide to make a big trade here. So Jordan 96-97 sends his second round pick to Jamie for Nick Chubb, Zach Ertz, and a 15th round pick. Moving on from there, Bishop Sycamore football contacts uh, Jamie Blank again. Jamie Blank finally deciding that he wants to get in on the trade action here this year in 2021 and just makes an onslaught of moves. Uh, Jamie ends up acquiring a seventh round pick from Bishop Sycamore football in exchange for Cortland Sutton and a 14th round pick. So that was the final trade of the season. Um, I know there were some late night talks last night heading into Saturday or heading into Sunday, but nothing ended up materializing. Um, so that was the onslaught of trades for the trade deadline of 2021 want to kind of break down some of the teams that are going for it this year. Um, so I'll give you a quick rundown of that and really what we're looking at. Um, I have one, two, three, four teams that are really, uh, that we can put in this category of teams that are going for it, right? First one being return of the Mac. I think there's no surprise there. Um, with several trades over the course of the year, DMAC has sold off his second round, third round, fifth round, and sixth round picks for next year. Uh, with a stable of five and five teams in the hunt, this week could make or break it for the Texas kid. Uh, let's hope he has paid his league fee, and we'll try to get that up front heading into next year. Uh, with a lot of heavy draft capital gone for returning the MAC, obviously going for it this year in 2021. Next team to break down is Jordan 9697. Dylan is an in-betweener here, selling off his second-round pick, 6th, 7th, and 10th-round picks, but he managed to require, managed to acquire a second, fourth-round pick for Devontae Smith, who, I remind you, he traded an eighth-round pick and Hunter Henry for, so that's nice work from the GM Dylan there. Uh, just another 5-5 five and five team pushing their chips into the middle of the table here, adding Nick Chubb to the backfield next to DeAndre Swift, a solid push for the back half of the year. Um, third team that we can kind of consider going forward is Bishop Sycamore football, uh, trading away his third, fourth, and seventh round picks. This team is stacked uh, from the very beginning, right, with multiple early round picks heading into this season. Um, in a better position than the five and fives, this six and four team will rely on the tandem of Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield with Patrick Mahomes and Debo Samuel leading their passing attack. Um, and the honorable mention in this category has to be Fire Nation. Um, not usually one for big trades, usually just trusts his own process, yet this year went out and moved his third round pick to acquire the league's number one tight end, Travis Kelsey, sitting in first currently at six and four with his video game-like lineup of Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Austin Eckler, Antonio Gibson, and Travis Kelsey. And let's not forget 
the league-leading kicker, Nick Folk. The Fire Nation is always competing for championships, so you had to put him in the going-for-it tier. Moving on to our next tier, which is the kind of undecided tier. Um, this tier has people kind of toying back and forth to see what they want to do. Uh, first team up is Balls to the Waller. Keeping his first six picks intact for next year, Kyle went ahead and moved his seventh-round pick for the GOAT, Tom Brady, but then acquired a second eighth-rounder in the Hunter Henry-Devontae Smith deal. So that's almost a wash, right? He moves one round back and gets to acquire uh, both Tom Brady and Hunter Henry. Not a bad, not a bad little swap there. Um, they've been confident in their squad all year, led by Tom, Keenan Allen, Darren Waller, Aaron Jones, Amari Cooper, and Daryl Henderson. The last three, Aaron Jones is injured for the next few weeks. Amari Cooper has COVID. He's going to be out for the next two weeks. And Daryl Henderson is on, is on by this week. There have been some bumps in the road as of late, but with the entire league just two games apart, this team is still on the hunt. Moving on to our next team is Coach's team. This man has acquired several high-value picks for next season, yet still thinks he can compete this year as well, trying to do both much harder than it looks, uh, constantly flip-flopping with his trades. Value is the name of the game here, okay? Value. Heading into next year's draft, Coach will have two seconds three-thirds, a fourth, and two-fifths. So trading away the big names of Travis Kelsey, Kyler Murray, Joe Mixon, Mike Evans, Melvin Gordon, Antonio Brown, and Cordell Patterson, and some lesser pieces. Jesus, that could be a great team right there if you uh, keep all those guys. Um, yet this man's sitting at 6-4 and four currently with a competitive roster, especially with New England's defense. Uh, throwing up 25 to nothing shutouts on Thursday night football. This should be an interesting way to see if this plan um, really works, right? If looking to the future while competing in the present, um, let's see if that can pay dividends. Now we're getting into our next tier, which is looking to the future. Um, leading that tier would be Wild Boy Nation, right? Currently sitting at four and six in 11th place, but only one game out of the playoff push. Yates has decided to focus on 2022, acquiring a third, sixth, and seventh round pick for next year's draft without mortgaging any of his high draft picks. He'll be in a good place come draft time next season. This man just moved Tyreek Hill and Najee Harris for those three, sixth, and seventh rounders at the deadline. Not too shabby of a haul. Next trade candidate here for looking to the future would be Lamb Chops, Jamie Blank. I think when he traded the GOAT, Tom Brady, who was literally in their team name, I think he lost the locker room for this year. That's just my opinion. I think that's what happened. Reading the room as a GM, Jamie made some hard decisions. Moving Nick Chubb and Cortland Sutton for some draft capital in 2022. Heading into next year, Jamie will have two second-round picks and three seventh-round picks without selling off any of his top 11 picks. This team is currently at 4-6. and six and can still be competitive with Josh Allen and C.D. Lamb and company, but it's looking more likely that they have their sights set on next year. Which brings us to our final tier, asleep at the wheel. Failing to make a deadline trade this year at all are both Hustle Points and the fantasy football team. And I apologize, it's not just a deadline deal. Those two teams failed to make a trade this year. The only two teams in the league that did not make at least one trade. Um... Making one trade each 
and hold on to your hats. They're both blockbusters are Steve the Pirate and the Hogans. So we'll break those down now. At the Hogans, they traded Sterling Shepard to coach back in October straight up for Jamal Williams. Uh, Both those players have been injured and haven't helped either squad with Shepard now, I believe, being on the waiver wire. Yet, Hoagie is still sitting at 5-5 and and could surprise some people with his team this year if Cooper Cup keeps being the stud he has been. Um, Next team in this tier would be Steve the Pirate, the blockbuster of the year, sending Brandon Ayuk um, to Fire Nation for Adrian Peterson. I'm at least glad that Steve made one move here, but nevertheless, pretty unexciting. Uh, Steve currently sits at 5-5. He has a sneaky squad with the emergence of Michael Carter. Um, and getting David Montgomery back. So let's see if they can hold their spot in the playoff hunt. Um, Getting to the last two teams that are truly asleep at the wheel, uh, Hustle Points. One of the two teams who failed to make a trade this year, Adam is currently in ninth placing at 5-5, still with a chance to compete for a playoff spot this year. Obviously, this week is a big week for all, but Hustle Points will be relying on Dak, Diggs, Kittle, Lenny, and hopefully the return of Saquon to help out. And then finally brings us to the fantasy football team. The other team did not make a trade this year. Kev is sitting in 12th at 4-6 and six with his usual cast of characters being Devontae Freeman, Cole Beasley, Mark Andrews, Robbie Anderson, etc. Uh, I'd be surprised if Kevin doesn't have every one of their jerseys in his closet currently. Uh, you never know in this league, especially since Kev has fought himself out of the basement to just be a game out of the playoff push. Let's see if he can make some noise this week with Kamara, Judy, and Stafford all out. Um, So that's going to do it, guys. Just wanted to give you a quick rundown of the trade deadline. Um, Looking ahead to this week, um, just where we sit before the 1 o'clock games, it's currently 12.05. Just looking at some of the matchups we have in Week 11, Coach versus Wild Boy Nation. Coach jumped out to a 29 to nothing um, start here just because of – New England's defense, just kind of putting up big numbers in that Thursday night game. Um, pretty uphill battle here for Wild Boy Nation, um, and it kind of seems like he wants to lose this one anyway, so we'll see what happens there. Um, Balls to the Waller versus Fire Nation. Um, it's 15-3.5 to 3.5 right now in favor of Fire Nation. Um, this could be a good one. The first-place team versus the fourth-place team overall. Um, both kind of have firepower on both sides. going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, so we're going to look look ahead to that and look forward to seeing what happens, especially if Fire Nation loses. I think we all, all would like to see it. Um, next matchup we have is the ninth-place team versus the seventh-place team, Hustle Points versus Jordan 96-97. Um, another interesting one, Hustle Points got out to an eight-point lead. So far, after the Thursday night game, um, projections have this one really close. Both of these teams are at 5-5. Five and five. Um, This is a very interesting, interesting matchup. If Dylan does not win this one, especially with all of the draft capital he's given up this year, uh, it could be very interesting. So we will see what happens here. Um, let's, you know, let's hope Hustle Points can do something, but um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Next matchup is the fantasy football team versus the Hogans. Nobody played yet, and the projections have them separated by less than a point. So this is a six and or a four and six team taking on a five and five team. Uh, can really shake things up if if the fantasy football team can can pull out a victory here. 
Um, then we have Return of the Mac against the Lamb Chops. We have one team that's going for it and one team that's not. Um, Return of the Mac needs some luck on his side. Uh, he just got off the schneid this past week, getting his first win in the last five weeks, but he was on a five-game losing streak prior. So um, he's going to look to keep his winning ways up there. Um, but don't sleep on the Lamb Chops. They still have some good players in that lineup, so this could be an interesting game, but I think I'd have to lean towards Return of the Mac here. Um, and getting into our last one would be the second-place team overall, Bishop Sycamore Football, sitting at 6-4 and four against Steve the Pirate, who sits at 5-5 five and five in fifth place. Uh, projections have a three-point separation in favor of Kyle Ward in this one, um, and both teams still are currently at zero points with nobody scoring in the Thursday night game. So that's going to be a very interesting matchup as well. Um, let's see if, you know, the star-studded team of Bishop Sycamore football can really live up to the hype here. Um, you know, it's going to be tough for Steve, especially with, um, you know, when, whenever you're starting Jamal Agnew, it's you're kind of throwing a dart at the, uh, at the old board there. But uh, we're going to see what happens. Um, a lot of interesting matchups, and this is what they call moving week. So we're going to see a lot of different things play out this week. Um, but thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed the, the trade deadline version of the pod here. Um, and once again, I really haven't heard from you guys other than like, hey, I think it's cool. Uh, please let me know what you guys want to hear in terms of this podcast. If you guys want to make appearances, uh, what you want more of, what you want less of. If you just want me to you know, wrap it up in 10 minutes instead of making it 25, just, just let me know. Open to all criticism. Um, and yes, I will rely on, uh, Michael Yates and Derek McDonald for the criticism, the heavy, heavy hitting criticism. So I uh, look forward to hearing that from you guys, but, um, best of luck in week 11, uh, have some good food on Sunday, um, and look forward to the next one heading into Thanksgiving. So if I don't hear from you guys, have a good Thanksgiving, um, go Pats and have some good food on Thursday. All right, boys, later.